This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today on CityCast Madison. Some local officials are taking a stand on an issue near and dear to all human hearts. And in this case, I'm speaking literally, clean water. Specifically, water clean from PFAS chemicals, the forever chemical found in synthetic materials like some firefighting foams. Several Dane County supervisors are asking for changes to an agreement between the airport and the Air National Guard. They fear the contract leaves the military, who provides fire and rescue to the airport, off the hook for PFAS pollution. We sat down with Yogesh Chawla, one of the Dane County supervisors leading the effort. It's Monday, December 18th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Yogesh, hello. Hey, Bianca, it's great to be on. It's lovely to have you. Let's set the scene here. Madison Airport's county run. You're on the county board. So your job is to oversee its budget and contracts for county affairs, including the airport. Normally, pretty standard fare, not not too many surprises. But recently, you flagged a contract that the airport's negotiating right now with the Air National Guard that's getting some folks pretty fired up. What's the issue with this contract? Yeah, so this is the airport joint use agreement. So every 10 or so years, we negotiate this agreement um, with with the Air National Guard, and it's for their usage of the airport. So in exchange for using the airport, they provide um, some firefighting services, which are required. Now, what we've seen with the deployment of various military operations at the airport is we've seen the firefighting operations that are provided in their firefighting materials, they have a lot of uh, PFAS chemicals in those. Those PFAS chemicals are hazardous in parts per trillion, and the EPA has said they're unsafe at any level. And when you think about parts per trillion, if an eyedropper full of those chemicals gets into Lake Monona, it's a permanently impaired water. And we've already seen across the country impacts to our drinking water and out of an abundance of caution, one of the larger uh, uh, water wells in Madison has already been closed. So since this is an emerging issue, we look at when we're negotiating an agreement for the use of the airport, we wanna make sure first and foremost to protect uh, the drinking water as well as the natural resources of our community. So what we've done is we've proposed a number of modifications to this contract so we can do that. One of the big issues this contract's being flagged is, if I'm understanding this correctly, the military wants to be exempt from any PFAS liability. Do you know why the airport agreed to that? Yeah, so, I mean, the the issue is um, we have existing PFAS contamination, and the county is a named party in that, Air National Guard is a named party in that, and they're named for cleanup of it. And 
there is somewhat of an understanding that there will be federal support for that cleanup. However, having some sort of informal understanding, it's different than having a contract. One of the things we want to make sure in this contract is that we're not indemnifying named parties to this pollution for past acts or for future acts. So we feel the contract should explicitly say this so we can provide some uh, protection to our community. When you think about federal governments, we have an election year next year, and it's um, an election, I would say, at the, at the very least, it makes a lot of people nervous because it could fundamentally impact the way our government works and particularly how our federal government interacts with local governments who they don't share the same politics with. So there are scenarios, especially in the next 10 years, where having informal agreements with administrations is just not a proper way to do things. We need things legally written in black and white, and that's what some county board supervisors are working on right now. That makes sense in terms of having an informal agreement about pollution. It's like, I hope you guys do it. I hope you guys clean it up. Um, <laughs> you want it in, in writing. What are you asking the airport to do instead? Yeah, so, I mean, the first thing is, is a very common sense thing. It's saying, if we are to use firefighting foam for operations or, God forbid, a disaster, um, we have seen, uh, for example, recently an F-35 plane was, was lost. The pilot ejected and the plane was lost and it could not be located. Um, so if there are issues that do require a firefighting response, the firefighting foam that's used should not contain PFAS chemicals. Now, in September, the FAA approved firefighting foam that's F3 foam, which is basically that's PFAS-free foam. So we're saying if this foam is available, if it has been approved by the FAA, and if the only thing that's holding it up is a bureaucratic government procurement process, it should explicitly be written in the contract that all fighter fighting operations going forward should use this PFAS free foam. It's a very common sense thing to do. And I would have a hard time seeing why anyone would be opposed to that. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have any sense of why it has been hard to stop using the PFAS filled foam? Because uh, it seems obviously it's a, it's still a sticking point. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, initially the the resistance was um, the FAA didn't approve it. The FAA recently did approve it in September. So we presented that new information. The second concern was whether or not it could be procured and purchased. Um, we have confirmed that it is available, but we feel like protecting our drinking water should cause an urgent need for a government bureaucracy to move at light speed to stem a problem that could potentially cost additional millions of dollars to clean up. So is this PFAS foam like at this moment still being used at the airport? It is. We've had uh, multiple reports to my committee. I chair the Environment, Ag and Natural Resources Committee where we've looked at maps and we've seen just how pervasive this is. Um, Starkweather Creek, which is in my district, has very high levels of, of PFAS contamination, and that feeds right into Lake Monona. And what's concerning to me as well is Dane County has some level of PFAS pollution. It's nowhere near what other places in this country have. So this is going to be 
a national contamination issue. And what's even more concerning is we can't quantify what the costs of cleanup are because we don't have a way to actually clean it up. So last October, there was a, a pilot done that used a bioremediation process, which uses basically some chemicals to break it down. I'm, I'm not a scientist, so I can't fully explain it, but that pilot was promising, but it was in a very limited and controlled environment. It is inconclusive right now if this can this solution can offer a large-scale cleanup. So I think we're in a, a harm reduction phase to say, well, if we as a county don't have a lot of authority over whether that bed down happens or not, we need to minimize the harm particularly to our, our drinking water and particularly to our vulnerable populations who will be most susceptible to this type of contamination. I have to admit, um, I've heard about the PFAS chemicals and the pollution in our water, and I'd heard that it comes from firefighting foam. Um, it had not occurred to me in the past that the firefighting foam is is happening at the airport, <laughs> like that the deployment of that is happening there, that there are firefighters at the airport. It's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Some planes must catch fire. Um, my next thought is, how, how how often does that happen that we could have this, you know, really concerning issue? And then you put it, you know, in scale at the beginning of this conversation when you talked about just a little dropper of PFAS chemicals and the impact of, of just, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I do want to give credit, you know, the, the airport and the Air National Guard does realize the gravity of the PFAS issue. And while they're conducting their required operations they're doing in a way to minimize harm as we know there's more information on this now but but the real way to to truly minimize harm is to remove the issue uh, the best way to solve a problem is to first not make your problem worse and i think part of what's happening here is um, some at the county feel if we try to stand up for ourselves right now we're we have a lot of attention to our issue, and we do have the potential of getting a lot of funding to clean up our issue. They feel like if we stand up for ourselves, we might go to the back of that very long line. I don't think it's good public policy to hope for a solution. I think when we have a legal mechanism in front of us, we should take advantage of that legal mechanism in front of us. Yeah. And so what kind of leverage does Dane County have here with the Air National Guard? You know, it depends on who you ask. Um, I, I always say this. If you want something in life and you don't think you're going to get it, so you never try to get it, you're going to make sure you won't get it. So if we want contract modifications, I want to ask for them. We can be told an answer like, this is the way it's always been done, so there's no use in trying. Um, I don't believe that's a sufficient solution. I don't believe that's what I got into public service for. I don't believe that all the constituents here in District 6 in Dane County would accept that. And so I don't think we should accept that from our county administration and our county staff. I think we really need to push for these changes. And I would prefer that the Air National Guard and the Air Force and the federal government explicitly says no to them. Rather, that would be a better outcome than us not asking. If we don't ask, we don't know what the answer is going to be. And I think after they look at what our requests are, it's pretty hard for them to say no to some of them. Mm -hmm. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. 
Yes. Yeah. And our local 115th Fighter Wing says they're also the first U.S. Air Force base in the world to stop using the all-foam-based fire suppressants. Yeah, that, you know, I find that confusing because sometimes what I read that's being told to the public is not the same information that I'm getting in a public meeting that I'm participating in. So I think it's interesting in politics where or in public discourse where media relations and reality, sometimes there's different versions of those. And it it could just be because of honest mistakes. It could be because of messaging. But if that's what they're saying, why won't they sign a contract that says we won't use these phones if they claim to already not be using them? That's where I find the level of confusion. So if you're saying you're doing something or if you're saying that, no, we're not going to be indemnified for past harms of which we're a named party, let's just write it down and let's put it in the official legal document. So we can show that to the residents of Dane County and say, like, this is not just a media talking point. This is not just something we're communicating to the community. This is something we have signed our names to. What are the consequences if the county and the military can't come to an agreement? So this is something that I find interesting. So the the Air Force or, you know, the, the parties we're negotiating have said, well, if we can't come to agreement, you can get your own firefighting services, which do run, I would say, around $10 million. We don't really know how much because we've never cost that out or done an RFP for it. But what I find interesting about the contract is there is a 90-day opt-out clause. The county can opt out. Air National Guard can opt out as well. If the county opts out, we have to pay punitive damages, which are very clearly defined. If the other parties opt out, they don't have to pay any damages. So who's to say in September, let's say Donald Trump gets elected. I'd say that's a 50-50 shot right now. Um, And then let's say Dane County passes a law that says we are a sanctuary community for transgender individuals. We will offer abortion care. We will be a sanctuary city for um, undocumented people. There's a lot of potential things which could rile up a Trump administration. Then they could say, well, we're tired of woke Dane County. And what can we do to punish them? They could say, well, well, why don't we just take away their firefighting services? So, I mean, I think it's naive of us to say, well, let's just trust the federal government. I do believe in having trusting relationships and building those connections. But we need to have financial protection as a county. If we're saying we have a $10 million liability or $20 million liability for firefighting services, well, we might have 90 days to figure that out as the contract is written now. We need to make sure we're protected as well. And that's why we want those opt-out clauses uh, changed so they're they're more fair to us. Yeah, that's really fascinating um, in terms of this and having a potential to be a political chip down the line if you don't get something in writing. And it also sounds like if they did pull out, which they have that option, we would then need to use the Madison Fire Department to serve the airport and do what the, you know, what the Air Force is is doing right now. Is it fair to say that the current setup for the most part is advantageous? I mean, it, it depends. I mean, we are getting firefighting services, but we also have 
calamitous PFAS pollution that we have no solution for, and we don't even really know the health effects of it. We can't really even quantify the problem. And since we don't have a cost, uh, an estimate to, to fix the problem, we have sort of unlimited risk here. Like, to be honest with you, it's kind of scary to think that these chemicals are so pervasive and so harmful and there's there's nothing we can do about them. I mean, the airport's like, I don't know, 10-minute ride from my house. Uh, whatever happens at the airport affects, you know, uh, the waterways that I frequent and use and many of my neighbors do as well. It affects the drinking water, which is so... Uh, it's becoming a scarce resource too. When you think about climate change and just how important the water to the entire world is in the Great Lakes region. And to think that that resource, which could be essential to the survival of our species is being polluted and that there's not like a just hair on fire national emergency about, Oh my God, what happens if we lose our drinking water? Um, it's the most basic resource that we just take for granted and we always assume it's going to be there. And I don't know, looking down the road 10 or 20 years, there could be potential mass migrations to get to water. And we have abundant water resources here and we, we have to do everything we can to protect them. And quite frankly, as well, I'm a part-time elected official who has a job and family and all these other things to do. And it's kind of alarming that this is at the top of my priority list, but it's not for others. And um, it does give me pause. I do lose sleep over it. Yogesh, thank you so much for taking the time to educate us on this issue and share it where the county board is at. And um, yeah, we'll see if it get her done. <laughs> Yeah. And thanks a lot. I really appreciate all the programming that you guys have on here. And you guys are a great resource to the, to the entire community here. So we really appreciate it. That's Dane County Supervisor Yogesh Chawla. He represents part of the Madison Isthmus and the Near East Side. We reached out to the Dane County Airport for their take. Here's what spokesperson Michael Rickers had to say. He said the agreement is limited to the Air National Guard's future use of PFAS firefighting foam and that it would only apply to use on non-military aircraft. So all the commercial planes using the airport. We'll update you as we learn more. And we should note, we've invited the Dane County Airport director on the show. We hope to learn more about the airport's efforts to remediate PFAS pollution. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who loves flying out of the Dane County Regional Airport? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, 